The following podcast is a next level production. I guess someone has to be the monster. The one who favors reason and chatters dreams. I've died and sacrificed my bond with Alex so many times for this train. To surrender now would render that meaningless. So, maybe it was inevitable that the monster would be me. Hey, panelers, welcome back to the show. I'm Steve. And I'm Daphne. And this is going to be a spoilerful podcast of the season fal- the season three finale of Snowpiercer. This is episode 10, The Original Sinner. Daphne, why don't you give us our synopsis for this one? All right. So the synopsis is, it all comes down to a head as old adversaries clash with New Eden hanging in the balance. Yeah, that pretty yeah. well sums it up. <laughs> it does. Um, uh, so what were your initial thoughts after the like the very first watch? Okay, I really liked this episode. I feel like it took us to a new place as far as, well, literally. But also, <laughs> I feel like there were a lot of undercurrents going on with some of the different storylines. And was a lot to pack in an hour. And I know mm-hmm. that in the past I've said, oh, I wish they'd spread this out over two episodes. Well, this is one that I I wish we'd had an extra, like, maybe 20 minutes to really, like, let it sink in. Yeah, I think there's a few things they probably could have fleshed out a little bit more uh, that, that would have been good. But I liked, I mean, I liked the way it wrapped it up. I, I mm-hmm. loved, uh, I, I loved that we got... A lot of stuff that I didn't expect to get. Like, I, I didn't expect to yes. get to where we get to at the end. Um, and in a million years, I would never have expected the solution, the resolution they came to, which I'm sure we will be talking about as part of our, our discussion. Um, yes. But I would have never, will. I would have never, like, if you if you told me this is what they're going to do, I'd have been like, no, they're not going to do that, you know? Um, <laughs> and then, of course, that, that little epilogue that we have leaving us with so many questions of what's yeah. going on. Uh, where are they at at this point? I'm, uh, uh, I'm so glad that we know they are in production for season four. Cause they said that at the end of the episode, they're like season four yes. is in production. So you're like, okay, yeah. good, good. I do wonder how many more seasons we're going to get of Snowpiercer. I would think they would try to wrap it up this next season. Or at the very latest, the one after. Because I I love this show and I don't want it to go on too long. I want well, it to especially end where we're strong. At. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. especially where we're at right now with the with the end of season three. So I I'm kind of with you. I would love for them I would love for them to go to five seasons. I don't know if that's the rule anymore. I know there used to be like a rule in TV world that you had to go five seasons to get syndication, but I guess with streaming and stuff, that's probably not really a rule yeah. anymore. I don't like, think it's as, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's as big a deal anymore. 
so if they if they wrap it up in four, I'd be I'll be happy with that. If they can uh, get it into into five, that would be that would be cool as well. I'm sure they yeah. can, they can make the story last that long. But I don't I don't think it should go any longer than that. I'm afraid no. that they're going to start to lose the actors to other things, and I mm-hmm. want the show to end the way that these showrunners have in mind, and not be sidetracked by contract negotiations and other things that come up with other shows, well, yeah. you know, that have happened and with that, other shows. And that too is this world is much smaller unless they find some way to expand the world, like to show other survivors or something. This, this yeah. is a very small world that we have mm-hmm. here. I mean, we're going to have two places in the next season, but it's, it's still a, a very compact kind of cast and stuff. So I, 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 I think, yeah, four or five seasons, I think would be, would be great. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, with that, we will get into our top five. It's time, darling. I'm making my move. So Daphne, why don't you kick us off with your first, uh, first thing you want to discuss. First stop All right. on this train. The first stop on the train on our final episode covering season three. I want to talk a little bit about the opening and the crossover voiceovers that we got between Leighton and Melanie talking about the original Sinners. Mm-hmm. And I loved at the end of it that they both were saying on Snowpiercer, 1,029 cars long. Like, I felt like yeah. it just pulled everything I this, in. I have this quote and it's, it's, it, or I have part, part of it. I think it's, it's not the whole, whole thing, but it's uh, uh, latent part of it that ends, ends the whole sequence is the original sinners, me and Melanie, I should have known it would come down to this. How else would we choose humanity's fate, but by war? And that's where they merge the, con- the, the dialogue. And he, and they both say on Snowpiercer, 1029 cars long. And yeah. such a foreshadowing. There's so many, it, it, this is in peppered throughout my notes is on my second watch. There were so many foreshadows of what they were going to do mm-hmm. that we, on first watch, we would never have known it. But on second watch, you go, Oh, I see what they did there, but I'm sorry. I'm, I'm hijacking your hijacking. Your, point, your first. <laughs> Don't your hijack opening. my train. Don't take my <laughs> car. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's interesting because when I was putting my notes together, I try not to go and read any other articles when I'm getting prepped for a podcast, but we had an extra, you know, we had an extra day this week. So mm-hmm. I read a few things. It's interesting that some people thought that Melanie and Leighton were in on this con from the beginning. Is that something that you think? Do you think that they no. made a plan to pull Leighton in? I mean, to pull Wilford in and kind of sucker him like that? Or do you think that this is how it unfolded because of the two leaders that they are knowing that the people were the most important thing? So I've got this peppered throughout my notes, so I may repeat myself if I forget what I said. But uh, in sh- the short answer is no. I think the moment they made this plan is when Leighton made that phone call to... Melanie and she says it's almost at the final hour or something like that. I think that's the conversation where they decided it's either it's I think it's that's the conversation where they decided kind of what they were going to do. I don't know if they figured out how they were going to do it, but 
because later it almost seems like a surprise when Wilford threatens Leanna. And I can't and believe that Melanie would not realize after he had her daughter and turned her daughter against her and stayed away for all this time and then, you know, comes in and takes over again. Knowing so how he possible. has used her daughter, why he so wouldn't that's, that's do it again? Interesting, that's that's an interesting point because that could have been. And like I said again, I think this this was hatched in that phone call between Melanie and Layton. And I I think I, I think you've hit on it. I think she knew how Wilford thought, and she knew that Wilford was going to try to use Leanna against Layton because that's what he had done to Melanie. He had used Alex mm-hmm. against her, and so that's why she. It is almost like she almost then gave it away in the conversation with Wilford when she says to him, oh, you're going to do it again. You're going to use someone's child against them again. And at that point, Wilford maybe, and let, I think his ego is just too big. But I, I, at that point, he could have maybe thought, are you planning something here? But mm-hmm. uh, but no, I... I, I I'm I'm with you. I that's a good that's that's a really good point. I think she knows how well she knows him well enough that she knew. But I don't think this was the plan from the beginning. I think it was more mm-hmm. there after because remember they have that conversation and again this is this is peppered throughout my notes about the fear and blood conversation about how yes. Wilford and Melanie kind of ruled the train by fear and the tail and Layton were willing to go to blood. Yes. And I've, and I've Melanie, got more about that. Yeah, and Melanie even says, either way, fear mm-hmm. or blood, they're both going to lose and Wilfred is going to win. Yeah, that, I've got that in my notes somewhere. Did I, did I put it in my point or was it in... Yeah, well, I'll probably say it again. Oh, here it is. It's uh, either way, it's uh, Leighton says fear or blood. And then Melanie replies with either way he wins. And then Leighton says, and we lose. Yep. And that's that's in that conversation. So I think, uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that plan was hatched. Not spur of the moment, but not, I don't think that was the plan from the beginning. Because too much went on in between. Yeah. For that to have always been the plan, you know. So I, I think I think it was later. I don't think it was all along. I think it was later that they yeah. came. And then also, like I said, I think it was later they came up with a plan to split the train. That was a, a, a later – or it may have been in that conversation. It may have been discussed in that conversation. Um, but I, I think but it, I, I think the plan to split the train was after they took Wilf, – after Wilford was removed. Well, and they finally did – do what needed to be done with Wilfred. He needed mm-hmm. to be off the train. Now, preferably put him in a drawer, but mm-hmm. he was completely off. Now he's off the train. But that could be another point. So, Steve, I'm going to hand it over to you. Okay. What point do All you right. want to talk about first? I want to talk about Audrey and Bess. That's who <laughs> I want to talk about. Um, I, I knew, I love... knew he would. 
<laughs> I love this storyline from the from the beginning with Audrey playing the piano and Oz, you know, breaks in on her and he's like, "What are you doing here?" And she's like, "Trespassing," you know. That I thought was just great. And then the whole thing of of Wilford thinking that he still had hold of her because remember we've talked about that over the last few episodes that the further away she got from Wilford, the better mm-hmm. of a person she was, and more of that redemption arc that she was on. So I, I, I love the fact that we get this Wilford telling, telling her, you know, Oh, if there weren't people around, I would ravish you or something like that. And she's just, you can just see there's kind of disgust on her face at that <laughs> point. Um, I love basically, I, I just love the whole thing that through the, and this is one of those ones that this is, this storyline kind of carried out throughout the episode. It didn't happen all in one, in one block. Um, you know, she tells Oz that she's not on his side anymore. Um, but then she, there's a few times where she kind of looks like it when she's drinking. But so I, she had me fooled a little bit. But I love that that Bess was never Bess never lost faith in she that didn't. Audrey was always. I thought that was great, even though, you know, when uh, Oz says when Oz says that uh, he's got Audrey and Leighton says against her will. And Oz says, I don't know. She didn't uh, leave when she had the chance. I don't think Wilford would have let her leave. And I think she, no, he, I, I agree. I don't think he would have let her leave. And I think one of the differences in Audrey at this point in time is Till has convinced her that She's the best version of herself being in that night car and healing people. And mm-hmm. Till and Audrey have this blossoming romance and really care about each other. So Audrey has something else in her life, something positive to hold on to. And she, to me, at times looked terrified a bit, but still still strong, but, but scared. Mm-hmm. And I think she, you're right. I think she knew that he was never going to let her leave. No. And let me just say again, I've been saying this the whole season. Mickey Sumner, amazing. I just loved her portrayal. I loved the the torture in her voice when she says, when she tells, when Audrey says, well, my best version is here. And Till knows that she needs to stay there. But Till also says, I can't stay here. I have to leave. But then at the end, that when she makes that final choice to, to come back to the train, I was like, I cheered. I teared up a little bit, thinking the fact that, that these two, um, yeah, I just I just love the fact that she made that choice at, at the end to go back to the train. And we see her dressed in her full, you know, her full brakeman outfit, which I'm assuming she's going to be in charge of the brakeman. Yeah, that now, is what Roche, I put in my... Yeah, that's what I put in my notes. She's got stripes on her shoulders. Okay, it's I didn't not, notice the yeah, stripes, so. Yeah, she's not going to be just the brakeman anymore. I feel like she's going to be in charge of all the brakemen on that. Mm-hmm. Whatever and, Roche, you know, whatever title Roche had, Chief, was it Chief Brakeman? I think it was Chief Brakeman or something yeah, like that. Yeah, she's going to be the one in charge. And the thing is... She finally did, uh, Till finally did something for herself. She's been doing stuff for everyone else and fighting wars and doing all of these things. And that decision that she made to go and be with Audrey was like the first decision that she actually made for herself. And she looked 
like upset when she had you know when she told Leighton. I mean, they mm-hmm. literally had like ten seconds. Like there was no time. Yeah, and she, she didn't get a chance to say goodbye to Roche. No, and she just she just crossed over, and she and Audrey embraced, and you could tell there was a hard decision for Till to make, but she did something for herself. And yeah. even though she wanted to get off Snowpiercer, I think part of it is because she never really had anything to hold her there. And now right. she does. So it's a little bit different. I learned something interesting. Did you know who Mickey Sumner's father is? I do not. It's Sting, the musician oh. from the police. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. He was in uh, Only Murders in the Building, too. Yeah. If you watch that show with Steve Martin. I have not seen it, but I've heard it's really good. He did a cameo. He did a cameo in that uh, in that show. It was That was pretty funny. So, interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. So, she's she's his daughter. I can I can yes. see it now. And, um, but, yeah, yeah. I, just, I just thought it was marvelous, uh, the, the way she played it. And, like you said at the end, I think even, you know, when she comes into Roche's cabin and Roche says, I let Carly make the decision... And yep. she's, you can see the turmoil in her and he can see that she's hurting. So I yes. think we may or may not get this from Roche next season, but I would love to get a line from him about something about, you know, I'm glad that Till made the decision she made. She deserves to be happy and she mm-hmm. would have been pleasant here, but I mm-hmm. don't know if she would have been happy away from well, Because she had so. something to lose and she... Before didn't, and so their relationship, because Audrey was healing her and helping her realize that she could let go of the past. She didn't have to be that person anymore. And that relationship was such a positive thing for both of them. So she really, making this choice was important for her. And I think that Roche was like a father figure to her. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. I think he would be fine with the decision that she made. So that's what I got. What's your next one? All right. Oh my goodness. Um. All right. So my next one is, uh, why not rip the Band-Aid off now? Okay. So we got the demise of one of the power couples on the train. Oh. As Oz decided, yes, I'm going there. You're Oz going decided there. I am. Oz decided that he'd had enough. He wants LJ to come with him, but he's not going to stay behind with her. He wants to go and be, you know, away. He's had enough of LJ. And her power-hungry obsession, you know, she wants him to stay, but she's also, he's not on the same wavelength. He wants to go plant potatoes. Like, he wants a different life. And he's willing to take the risk and and leave her to go do this. He wants that sense of adventure. He wants that sense of not knowing. And so LJ is left in a very difficult position because Oz decides to go on Big Alice to go to New Eden. So LJ is left. 
She doesn't have the night car anymore. Audrey has it again. She's really left with someone running Snowpiercer who understands who she is and what she is. So she's really got nothing. She's alone. She has no friends. She has nobody. And mm-hmm. she decides to suck on her dead father's spare eye. And uh, and that's the end of LJ. Someone yeah, bumps somebody... into her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's been a fear of mine for LJ. Every time I ever saw her put that thing in her mouth, I'm just like, that just seems very dangerous. Like, like I, I see people put like, uh, you know, plastic water bottle caps in their caps. mouth. And I think the same thing. I go, what, what are you doing? Just one slip and you're choking on that thing. Um, yes. And, the- but yeah. <laughs> and no and one right there. She, oh, it, it was it, on one hand, it was tragic, but on the other hand, it's, it, we've been talking about this. It's kind of, I don't want to say it's what she deserved. It was what but, she deserved, Steve. She deserved yeah, to it, go out in this way because of all of the terrible things that she's done. And I want to revisit season one because that's when we got the really demented LJ. And if you look back to everything that she did, they chopped a guy up and chopped his limbs off while he was still alive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sh- this is the death she deserved. And yeah. I was yeah, okay no. with it as much as I enjoy watching her character because you just mm-hmm. never knew what she was going to do next. I mean, she flip-flopped. They talk about flip-flopping in Survivor. This girl was flip-flopping <laughs> more than anyone I've ever seen, going back and forth. Yeah. And I think I'm great. For, I'm glad that Oz left. I'm glad that he... Yeah. Going, I'm glad going that back he left. to Oz, I talked about this in the last... Was it the last episode when he's doing the whole thing with the peppers? And like it seemed yes. like his character did a 180, and I, I mm-hmm. think this this furthers that progression of, of yeah. who he's become, and he's he's changed. He's no longer, you know. Again, if you go back to season one, he was this kind of ruthless kind of he was a jerk. That yeah, yeah. And now he's become somebody that, like you said, wants to take a risk. Wants to. I'm sure that planting potatoes thing. I, I'm I'm with you. That planting potatoes thing was way too specific. That yeah. he had to have said something like that to her about it. You know, living in an igloo, planting potatoes, and she's like, "No, I'm not going to do that. I need the comfort and the luxury." And she ends up dying alone. And that unless yeah. somebody finds her, but it I don't I think, think that they I, will. I think she's gone. And I and you know it's okay because I think the show is ready to move on from some of the things that were holding it back in the past. Mm -hmm. And I loved this. I loved her character as demented as she was. I just thought the actress did a fantastic job bringing her to life. She Mm -hmm. was very animated. It was just very cool. Yeah. And now that she's gone, it's, you know, it's okay. We're transitioning to a, what I think could be a new show with the train splitting, which we haven't talked about. But anyway, the death um, of LJ, Lila Folja Osweiler. Yes. May uh, she rest very, in very peace. Sad. And I'm grateful um, that Oz Oz left and yeah, I'm, I'm is going to have a life. 
Yeah. Because she, I thought she was going to kill him last week. And I think it's better knowing, you know, that he's safe and he can have a, a good life. Yeah, exactly. Um, so my next one, I want to kind of go back to the beginning of the episode. And when we first have Till coming into Layton and talking about everyone who was on the fence has decided they're for the train and, you know, um, Ben Javi, which one Javi says something about, well, they don't like being lied to or something like that. And then uh, Mm -hmm. she says that everyone on AgSec is for the train. And that that's like deflating to them because they're just like, oh, Mm -hmm. we needed AgSec because that's the most important car, you know. Um, But I like that Ben brings up that even though, yes, New Eden was a lie, the science still merits the risk. He still believes that, that there could be a warm spot out there. And I love that he's talking about the science because that's Melanie kept saying the science didn't didn't uh, allow the risk, but Ben saying yes it does, and that's what Alex is saying. Um, and so we have that moment there when when Layton thinks that he's he's done, and he goes back to the tail. And mm-hmm. I love that we saw all our tailies getting back together again and uniting, and he's mm-hmm. able to convince them by basically he basically tells them if. We stay on this train with Melanie in charge. Things are going to go back to the way they were. We're going to get pushed back to the tail. We're going to be back to starving or or eating meager portions. We're going to be the low-class citizen. We're not going to be regarded. He says, we need to get off this train. We need to take the gamble that we can get off this train. And so I, I just love that they all kind of joined in you know, behind him on that. And they do that whole, uh, the banging on the roof thing. And they do that whole, t- you know, uh, one tail and they do, they're beating their fists on their chest. And I, I just love seeing our United tail again, because we haven't seen that at all this season. Really? We, cause everybody it's was been, all together and now suddenly really the classes com- are starting. Yeah. It's been really conflicted this season. They've been, the tail's been mm. through a lot though. I mean, they had to do old Ivan's way with Pike and Layton. Um, mm-hmm. Josie's kind of taken up the mantra of leading the tale because Layton has been leading the whole train. Mm-hmm. But so many of the ones that we cared about are no longer there. So when I was looking at that group, seeing, you know, looking in the crowd, it was like, wow. It just reminded me how many people we lost this season. Mm-hmm. And who we have left that we care about from the tail, like Zrak and lights and Winnie that, that there's not a lot left of, yeah. of that group yeah, that we got to know. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really great to see them band back behind Layton. And again, in this, this is one of those times when there's another moment where we have, where we had some foreshadowing of what's to come where Layton says there has to be a better way. And that's what he gets mm-hmm. on the phone to call, to call Melanie. And, you know, so um, I'm really excited to see where the show goes next season with our basically two groups and mm-hmm. what Wilford's going to do. Uh, so, so yeah, just, just the fact that the tail, that the tail got behind Layton again, ba- Layton, Layton, Layton basically got his, um, position back of, mm-hmm. of being that leader but the leader of the tailies and he got their respect 
and he got that back and I love I just loved it so that is a great point my next one is about Melanie and Alex getting to a good place even if it meant splitting up because there's a point where Alex leaves and goes to join her mother and she really throws a fit and says you know I've left my friends to come be with you are you happy now and mm-hmm. I think Melanie realizes that no matter what she does, she could be saving Alex. She could still lose her because Alex has grown up in this time that Melanie's been away. She's become a huge part of Layton's group that, you know, took control of the train. She's come into her own. And, you know, Melanie is seeing that, you know, I think seeing her come willingly to her side and then going to the room and closing the door. I mean, that's what a teenager would do. And so I think Melanie's seeing that Alex has really matured in the time she's been away. And she tries to get Alex to understand that they need more time, that the science isn't right. And looking at it objectively is what you need to do. And if you can't do that, you've lost your way as an engineer. And then everything gets resolved. And I knew as the episode progressed and you started to pick out where people were going, Mm -hmm. that this was going to mean that Alex was going to leave to go on Big Alice. And it makes sense if you think of it. One, because who knows more about Big Alice than Alex? Because she ran that with, with Wilford for so long. And so we get to see this tender goodbye between the two of them where Melanie's packing her extra sock. Melanie's basically packing her bag because she knows that Alex is going to leave to go. She wants more. And I think it's okay. And Melanie, you know, did what she could do as a mother and, you know, just sent her off with the best wishes and is hoping that everything goes well. But it yeah. had to be a hard yeah. decision. Yeah. For her oh, to be had, able I, to I, do that. I love that touching moment between the two of them, you know, when uh, when she's packing, she says I packed a bunch of socks in there and I gave you my jacket and and this and that, but and then again there's that moment when they do separate, when Leighton and Melanie are talking and and Leighton basically says and I've got the quote, I think I've got the quote down below. Let me see where, um, um, I guess we're, we're guardians of each other's loved ones now. Yes. And she's talking about Alex and Leighton. At first I've forgotten that Zara, he's talking about Miles. He's talking about Miles. Yeah. And, and so I I just love that moment because at first I had, I had forgotten in the second watch that Zara and the baby stayed, with Leighton. Yes. Um, yes. And so I thought he was talking about them, but then I realized, no, he's talking about Miles. And it's great that we've seen Miles kind of come back in this. I know we talked about earlier this season that we were worried that uh, that's they might not, they might have to recast it or they might not bring him back. But they just, they just he's a kid. He grows. So let him mm-hmm. grow. It, you know? He, I so. was afraid he was a casualty of the flu. I mm-hmm. mean, because everything mm-hmm. else had happened and it was cool to see him stay behind and at the end of the episode we were seeing him really learning engineering like being right in the engine 
So that was yes. cool. And seeing Melanie interact with him just a little bit, you could tell that there was that, you know, warmth from her. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that as well. Because, I mean, Melanie and Alex have not had a lot of time together. They just really started bonding when things went bad. And she went out to to get data. And she hasn't had a lot of time with her. But they have yeah, bonded enough that there's that respect there. Yeah, and that's why I'm glad that that we, we got to see that. I, I want... Between these next, this before season four, I want to go back and, and do a full rewatch of all three seasons. Because I want to try to figure out exactly how much time has she had. Because it's 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 might be less than six months. Or it might be only a few months that they've actually been together yeah. on, on the same page. You know? So I, I, when we go back and do a rewatch, we'll have to, to pay attention to try to figure out the timeline there yeah i feel like there may be one that we can find online that will help us you know figure this out Mm -hmm. because i pay so much attention to the characters that Mm -hmm. i'm not always paying attention to the time as much you know i can tell when it's been six months or nine months because when they tell us but otherwise yeah um, so my next one is uh, Melanie going to Wilford. We briefly touched on this when we talked about the preview for for uh, this this episode last week. That I was afraid that you know they were going to start working together or something. And uh, I love that she try, she kind of tries to lay down the the law on him and go, well, if we're gonna if I'm gonna get your if I'm gonna get basically she just wants his people. She just needs the numbers. And she's like, mm-hmm. but I'm only going to do it on these conditions. You've got to stop being an engineer. You, you've got to let me run the train and all these things. But yet he keeps still kind of digging in there, calling himself, well, I'm a trusted advisor. You know, and I, I love Roche's mm-hmm. response of uh, Roche's response of like, do you really think you can trust this guy to take a back seat? You know, and she's like, I'll, I'll take care of it. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. But then, you know, obviously, ultimately, she has to not she realizes that he's not going to do that. And so here she is. And like I said, this is where we get into that, that point you talked about at the beginning of when did this plan hatch to get rid of Wilford? And I think the, the inklings of that were started here because he basically Mm -hmm. is telling her she's going to have to rule by fear if she's going to keep hold of the train and and he's going to still be there. She's got to make the people be be afraid of what's out of the train. They've got to be so scared to not leave the train that they're willing to follow you in anything. So, yes. And and then of course we we get uh, um you know Roche kind of decides that he's just going to keep the two groups separate, not actually fight. But yes, it ends up being it's almost anticlimactic in a way. There's not really a fight because the, the, you know they have that moment where Roche is calling out and saying, "Well, what are you going to do? What's what is your choice?" And Josie says, "Prepare to brace." Oh, I've got it down here. She says, "Prepare to brace. We may not want blood, but we're ready for it." And all the mm-hmm. tailies, thats that moment when they're pounding on the roof and they're all shouting. And Leighton says that they have earned their passage off this arc. I love that he calls it an arc. We haven't heard him call it, call the train an arc uh, for a few episodes now. And I'm not yeah. even sure this season if we, we've had it referred to as an arc, but uh, I just love that, that fact that we get 
this the, the way that the way the story twisted for us in that we thought it was going to go one way and it went a completely different way all of a sudden i know i know and i looked at the timing as i was watching the episode thinking oh my goodness there's still a lot of episode left what mm-hmm. what's going to happen like there's a lot here yeah there's like half we're only at the halfway point when they put wilford off the train and basically come together. And I'm like, so what's the rest of this episode going to be? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Speaking of Wilfred, that segues into my next point, which is about two legends being better than one. Mm-hmm. And I think Melanie was hoping Wilfred wasn't going to go there. And and take, you know, or threaten Leighton's child, Liana. And then, you know, Melanie's like straight out of your playbook, huh? The enemy's child. And it's true. Who knows better, as I said earlier, than Melanie, what Wilford will do with the children of his enemies? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And we're led to believe that Leighton is going to have to fight yet again because he's always trying to fight for the people. And instead, they dupe Wilford into thinking that he's going to, you know, be able to use Liana against him, against Leighton, and then he's not. And they, she gives him suspension fluid and puts him on a track scaler and says, here, there's enough. You can bring yourself back. You can do whatever. And he's, of course, being the pompous person that he is saying you know talking about surviving he gets on there you'll see who can survive you know mm-hmm. yeah Man. so it's it's gonna be interesting i love this this kind of segues into my next one as well which was was the kind of the progression of this plan because i think part of what happened may have been you know zara goes to wilford to, to make sure, hey, our agreement about uh, me and Liana is still that we're going to survive and we're going to have a, a place of our own. And he's like, of course, because and, and he says something to her that I think I think this is what started Leighton down the path of realizing they had to get rid of Wilford is when Wilford talks to Zara. And then when Wilford goes and talks to Melanie, that's when Melanie started down the path of. Okay, we've got to get him off the train. And so when mm-hmm. those two connect, when those two things connect, they both have the same thought in their mind that he's going to use my child against me. And so I love this plan of where they have, you know, they they have Wilford and he's he's supposed to go talk to I think the the plan the idea was they had duped him like you said into that he's going to go relinquish his people to Melanie. And so he's mm-hmm. got Icy Bokey with him and they managed to get I him into Bokey. that car <laughs> yeah, they managed to get him into that car where the scaler is, and she shuts the door on Boki, and then Ruth lets him chase her down the, the the corridor until they get to where Lights is waiting to sabotage him with that door, and just boom, you know, hit yep. him with that door, and he's out. And so now they've got Wilford right where they want him. Like you said, they put him in that track scaler, and she says, I survived six months, so you can survive, which I was a little unclear about what was the point of were they going to try to keep track of where he was and, and re-pick him up after a few months or uh, I would I, I never ex- let him back on that train. If he was allowed on the train, he'd be in the drawers. 
Mm-hmm. Because he hasn't really changed. He is such a chameleon. Yeah. And he's so able to manipulate and change how he's appearing to everyone else so they start to trust him. You can't yeah. do that. Yeah, so, so I wasn't he's really not sure. it's not safe to have him around. Yeah. No, and I wasn't really sure then what the plan was for him to just okay, we're gonna put you in this trash scaler and we're just gonna like you circle the the globe forever or until you die. I it was a little it was a little unclear to me if there was a plan for it or if they were just like, you know what, we're gonna put you in here for six months and then we'll figure out what to do with you after that. Because by then we will have figured out that New Eden actually exists. Uh and then of course we have that epilogue moment where something explodes in front of Snowpiercer and it looked like to me Unless you saw different, it looked like he, that that was the track scaler that was. I know. I'm from not the sky. sure. I'm not or sure. A missile or yeah. So I, I think thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was very clever that they, in turn, because Wilford was going to use Liana, they actually used Liana to get Wilford because yes. he went to see Zara mm-hmm. about Liana because he was okay. going to work that out and use her against Leighton. And they ended up using her to get Wilford and and get him off the train. I don't think that Wilford is not a threat unless he's dead because he's, he's been able to bounce back more than just about anyone. And I just, I don't trust he's too manipulative. He's too dangerous. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's all I got. That it was a little confusing to me of where Wilford is here at the end of the season. You know, when we pick up next season, hopefully they'll show us where everybody's kind of at and maybe mm-hmm. we'll get, we'll get more information about from that, that three months later thing. You know, we might get more information mm-hmm. about that. I don't know. Hopefully. Oh, I'm quite sure that we will. They've given mm-hmm. us something to make us do over the next few months be thinking about until we get to another season. Well, I want to move off of Wilford and talk a little bit about Ruth, who I think has become the beacon of hope for the people because she's always on the side of the people. And that's kind of how Leighton is too, which is why I think that their friendship is something that's continued to grow Because they want what's best for everyone. And it was interesting to see Melanie realize that, you know, having Ruth on her side is not something that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Because Melanie even says to her, the point is this, it's everything, every last soul on earth. If I have to sell mine to protect theirs, so be it right. And then Ruth says, well, I'm sorry, but I've spent too long redeeming myself to go back now. And then she leaves to go to Leighton or basically she goes to the, to the super secret hideout mm-hmm. on like on the bottom floor of the train where she finds lights and they start to put everything together um, for what they're going to do. But you have to, she's not st- even staying with Melanie when it's time to split the train she wants to go and be on big alice and take the chance on new eden 
So she preps Tristan. And I love mm-hmm. that she told them, you don't need a protocol manual to ease their journey and keep them safe. Because he does like to follow the book. And she's really not the Ruth that we first met. Although I think the Ruth that we first met did care about the people. It was about the people. But she made decisions that were wretched. And I mm-hmm. have a feeling when we go back and rewatch season one, we're not going to like the Ruth that we see. Because she's yeah. not this Ruth. She's really ruthless. She's she's doing terrible things. You know, they all did before they got to this point. That's why there's a thing called character growth. Yeah. Yeah. I love, that's one of the things that, that we've talked, we haven't talked a lot about it, or we've talked a little bit about it, I think, is that, that these characters, all of these characters really have, the ones that have survived have, have really changed and mm-hmm. have grown. And even Pike before, before his death, he was he was starting to grow, and I think the the problem with Pike, I've had to, I've thought some more and more about it. I think the problem with Pike was he realized that he was growing, and that things needed to change, and that's why he couldn't stand Leighton in this lie. Mm-hmm. So he, he, so yeah, I just love the character growth that we've had from from everybody, from Melanie, from, you know, from Melanie. There's that comment that Javi makes when she comes into the to big Alice. And he says, you're wearing the petite, the engineer fatigues again. And she says, yeah, I hate that. I called them that. Uh, and I think cause she didn't want it to be militarized, but you know, she, when we first meet Melanie, she's in the teal and she's all dressed up mm-hmm. in the charge of the train kind of thing. She's not in the down and dirty grittiness of it. And now she's more of the, the grittiness of it, of the being an engineer and, and yes. leading that way. So Next season, I think be that's what she wanted. I think that's what she wanted was to be the engineer. I don't think she mm-hmm. ever wanted to be the leader. I think she always no. wanted to be the engineer. And getting to see her reunite with Ben and for oh. them to come to an agreement. But I love that Ben basically said, I'll serve with you till the end of time, but not unless I have all of you. That he's not going to sit by again and just be shut out and just have little pieces. He wants all of it. And I was happy to see him do that because it's about frickin' time yeah. that he did. Yeah. I love that. I love that very much. Um, my next one is kind of the splitting of the train. And I have this quote that I wanted. I didn't do the whole quote of Leighton and Melanie, but I got the beginning quote from Leighton where he says, Citizens of Snowpiercer. As the Fork to New Eden approaches, I am proud to say that we have found a way through our impasse. We agree the only course is compromise, and the answer is individual choice. And then they go into explaining that they're going to split the the train at AgSec, and that everyone has to make a decision. If you want to stay with Melanie on Snowpiercer, or do you want to take the chance of going on Big Alice with Leighton and going to New Eden? Everybody individually makes that choice. And I just, I just love that because as I said at the beginning in a million years, I would have never thought this was the way they were going to go with this. But the more, as I watched it the second time, there were so many clues along the way. And really, if you go all the way back to when we first realized that there's another engine out there and that big Oz is out there, this was always a possibility of splitting Mm -hmm. 
the train. So it was it was really cool to that, and I love that little that little hug that that kind of side hug from between Melanie and Layton there at the end, showing that they're back on the on the same page of each other, that they're not at odds anymore, and they look back and they see all their people that are standing mm-hmm. there just just glowing with pride over the choice that they've made uh, to do this and to give to give everyone on Snowpiercer an equal here's your equal chance of of where do you want to go. And which side do you want to take? Or not and side, they've but never, which... They've never had that before. Not yeah. with both Leighton and Melanie there together. They've never had the opportunity to make the choice to go or stay. And you mm-hmm. know that it was gut-wrenching for some of them to make these decisions. I mean, it wasn't all like Roche, who just let Carly make the decision for him. Mm-hmm. And then was on board with whatever she want wanted. Which, by the way, I think there could be a little romance between Roche and Ruth coming. I'm just, I'm just seeing, maybe, and I'm all for it because they both deserve to be happy. And I'd love to see that for them. I think that they both definitely deserve it. it it's going to be I, cool was... to see, because I don't know how many, I didn't, I didn't try to pause it and get an accurate count of how many people they actually had, uh, there at New Orleans. I, I think we... Steve, I did not get an accurate count, but I can tell you who the characters are that went with each side. Okay, because I've got that. I've got some of that in my notes as well. So, yeah, on Snowpiercer, we have Melanie, Ben, Audrey Till, Doctor Pelton, Miles, and Tristan. We didn't see a lot of who stayed on Snowpiercer. There weren't a lot of familiar faces, but on Big Alice, we have Layton, Zara, and Liana. Josie, Alex, Javi, Ruth, Roche, Carly, Oz, Dr. Hedwood, Icy Bokey, Lights, Winnipeg, Sykes, and Zerek. So that's a nice big chunk of people. And out of that list, though, the thing that, that I questioned was Javi at first, because I'm like, why would he want to go? But he had a lot of experience on Big Alice, if you think about it. And I was so happy to see Sykes was on that with him because mm-hmm. they have that friendship and I want to see that blossom. It doesn't have to be a relationship. I just like how she's able to pull him out of the place that he was in. And I feel like yeah, I didn't there's a lot more to when see. You, when we realized that Javi, that Javi stayed, ended up staying with Leighton and going to New Eden. And I wonder if that's because, do you think because Ben's choice of staying on Snowpiercer lent it more to Javi saying, okay, well then I'll go with Big Alice or Ben I, convincing him that the, you know, the science merits the risk? They needed two engineers on each train. At and least, so it yeah. makes, yeah, it makes sense that Javi would go on Big Alice The interesting thing, though, that I took from from the splitting of the train is, one, Snowpiercer as a big train never would have made it over the bridge to go to the Horn of Africa. Would Mm -hmm. have never done it. And by splitting the train, Big Alice was able to do it. And Snowpiercer, because it's lighter, can have a longer lifespan. So yes, in doing I, I, so, they made a great decision to do to split it in half like that. It was a good decision. 
I loved hearing that that exchange between Melanie and Ben, where he says we're we're working more efficiently now that we're lighter, and mm-hmm. but they're not so light that they have this, the problem that Big Alice had of overheating. You yeah, know? because remember that was at the beginning of the season. That was the whole thing because Big Alice was only like like nine or ten cars, and it was too yeah. short to uh, to manage all the the engine so yeah i I think it's great that we know that snowpiercer can survive a little bit longer than what was originally thought or they can definitely you know maybe maybe piece it together better um i love that miles stayed on there Mm -hmm. um i did have a question do you think they have a way of communicating with each other i would hope so i would hope i would hope that there would be some way for layton to have to tell them that hey that it, that it is worked here. Mm-hmm. yeah that it worked that, there that is new a warm eden spot. does yeah new eden exists yeah. and if things continue to um if the temperature continues to drop they should be able to repair some of the tracks mm-hmm. which would make it possible maybe for snowpiercer to come there at some point i'm not sure i mean there's so many possibilities for next season if you think about it that i'm just not sure what direction they're going to go in and yeah and I, is is this temperature drop temporary yes that was the other thing i hadn't thought about was whether this is temporary or if it's actually going to be permanent what's what's going to be the deal there is it going to start getting cold again you know is it are we, is it the fact that we're in summertime now because they've never really told mm-hmm. us what time of year it is they probably haven't been yeah. keeping track of the seasons because there hasn't been seasons you know, right. It's cold um, all the time. Right. That's all you right. get. Um, I, I There was one thing, though, that I put in my notes that I thought was was really, really cool because I was reminded of the Snowpiercer movie. If you mm-hmm. remember the end of the Snowpiercer movie, spoilers for a 15-year-old movie or whatever it was, 2004? It, it, no, 2013. 2013. Okay. So nine, nine years. Year so movie. it's nine years. Nine-year-old movie. Yeah. They derail the train at the end of the movie mm-hmm. and you have a very similar situation of people coming off the train there. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really, really cool. That was a cool, a cool callback or homage to, to the movie to have the train uh, derailed there and have people coming off. But yeah, um, I, I'm trying to look and see if I've got anything else to talk about. Um, We've covered almost everything I have in my notes. I only have one more thing. Uh, go ahead, because I have one more little thing as well. Okay. Um, we have to talk about Icy Bokey. I that alluded to this thing. last week. <laughs> I was so excited when I saw him in the preview for the next episode. I didn't even know what condition he was going to be in, but I was so mm-hmm. excited because I just love that character. But he wouldn't want to live like this. But he and Dr. Headwood are now, like, they went on Big Alice. So I'm hoping maybe she can do something to get him back to partially who yeah, he was. Because it Cause almost I seemed liked like him. he was, this was my other little note as well. is Because it, it almost seemed like he was, like, programmed to, yes. uh, to obey Wilford's every command. And we yes. know that's not how he, that's not how he ended up. The whole reason why no, he was in No, he hated aquarium, Wilford. Be- yeah, because he-, he figured yeah. out that uh, Wilford had killed, had the other breachmen all killed. So yes, he would yeah. never want to work for Wilford. He would hate it if he knew, if he understood that that's what he was doing. Yeah, 
So, yeah. And that scene so, where there are people are punching him and he's just grinning and laughing about it. And Wilford's like, that's like not bulky. Yeah. He's like the. It's the, not bulky. What did, what did he. What did uh, he say? Something about uh, Dr. Headwood changed the terminology of no sensation of pain to uh, can't be hurt or something like that. I can't remember. I didn't write down yeah. the actual quote, but but something like yeah. that. So I hope that they can do something to bring him back to who he was, at least partially, because this Bokey is real weird. And I want the old Bokey back because I yeah. was so excited Hopefully. that he was there. So we'll see what Dr. Yeah. Headwood can do. Yeah. Um, so any quotes that we haven't already done? I have two short ones. I think I have used all of my quotes. Um, so, the first short one, the, the first one that I have is it's during that opening monologue again when Melanie is talking about somebody had to be the monster and she said, so maybe it was inevitable for that monster to be me. And she has that, you know, she has that discussion with Javi about, are you ready to be, uh, the bad guy. The bad guys. Yeah. Or, yeah. Are you ready to be the, the bad? Was yeah. Really? And he's okay with Bim? it. It was Javi. Yes. Because, and he, because yeah. at first, right. Right. Because at first he's, he, he was mad about being lied to because that's how it was the beginning of the episode. So. Yeah. He didn't view them as being the bad guys. Mm-mm. He thought, I think that they were on the side of science. That's what mattered to him. You know, they were yeah. doing the right thing. So he didn't view them as bad guys. And the only other one I have is that, uh, and I didn't see which character said it. It was just when they were talking about making the choice. He says, down train to New Eden, up train to stay. Yeah. I thought that was uh, Can't believe it. We have split into two trains. And now here we are. Um, The only other note that I have is Christoph Screw was the director He's done mm-hmm. seven episodes total. He did two from season two and five from season three, including um, The Tortoise and the Hare, which was the premiere. So he directed this one as well. Um, so let's get into some feedback. Uh, do you want to take that first one from Facebook? I sure can do that. So we have feedback from Christy, who's, and this is about... Last week's episode, Melanie is back, all caps. Finally, I think she might have turned to the dark side, but I almost don't mind because she's back. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Well, we're pretty sure that you know that we're pretty happy that Melanie's back. Even though we, you know, I'm still conflicted over her, like what she was doing, but I also get it. So it's okay. It, it just put something different into the mix. I feel like she thought she was doing the right thing. But I also don't... I know Leighton thought that everything was going to go back to the way it was and the tailies were going to be put in the tail. But I'm not sure that that is exactly what was going to happen because there had been time with Melanie on the train where that wasn't the case. So... Yeah. I, I yeah. I, I, I think I said at the beginning that... Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I don't know what exactly the train would have looked like if they had stayed, if they actually had stayed together. But I'm glad they had the resolution. They they come to the compromise uh, resolution that they had, and and Melanie was the was the catalyst for that. Whether it was chaotic or not, because she drops that chaos bomb, you know, where she tells Always. everyone that New yep. is a line. Um, 
but but yeah, I uh, I don't necessarily agree with how she did it, but it got us to this point. And yes. I'm so glad, like I said, I, like I said a couple times in the in this discussion, I'm really glad the writers did something that I didn't even expect. Like it was totally blow, blew my mind. That yeah. yeah. But if you think about it, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. If you think about yeah. it, it it does. It makes sense that splitting mm-hmm. the train like this would be the right thing to do. But still, it's yeah. a gamble because you don't know. Right, right. Okay, uh, the next one we have is we have a bit of audio feedback. Hey, guys. Uh, just wanted to leave some feedback for Snowpiercer's finale. I thought it was awesome. I loved how... They did find a warm place. Um, I thought it was kind of ingenious. They get the best of both worlds with the two trains. And you know Wilford's going to end up resurfacing next season. Um, Interested to see what those rockets were at the end. And I, I equate Snowpiercer a lot like Walking Dead. You know, they never get a break. And they just keep piling the crap on top. Um, I love the juxtaposition between um, Leighton and Melanie. How they did come together uh, to be one train even though it was a split. And can't wait to hear your thoughts on it. I am more excited about next season than I was about this season. And I just think they do a great job. Uh, they really find a way to keep it engaging. Were there a couple of uh, clunkers this season? Yeah, but on the whole, it was it was an A minus for me. Talk to you guys soon. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you so much, Alex. That's I appreciate that. Uh, and I, I'm glad you're excited for this season. I, I'm uh, uh, I'm excited. For, you're excited for next season. I'm I'm glad I'm excited. I'm excited for next season. I can't wait to uh, find out what's going to happen and where they're going to take us. And uh, yeah, so that's uh, uh, thank you very I love, much. I'm, yeah, I love that Alex pointed out. You know, the one train. Even though we're split, I still feel like. Melanie and Leighton got uh, Melanie and Leighton got to this point of being one train to make the decision to split into two. Like I really like that. I'm glad he he uh, mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, and I I glad you know we I we didn't really touch too much on it, but he he did mention that Wilford is definitely going to resurface, and I'm sure. Ugh. Yeah, somehow Wilford is going to come back. I don't know what state he's going to be in or what what he's going to be like. You know, we talked about there was a bit of a shift. In maybe it was all a con in the last episode. I, I think, yeah, I think we decided that last episode it was all a con since he ended up killing the brakeman and mm-hmm. he was just kind of pretending of, of kind of going along. So, yeah, yeah, he always continues to turn up, so they're never safe. And I, I think I mentioned this earlier unless he's dead, there's always that danger of him coming back and causing havoc. Well, that has brought us to the end of our discussion. Um, I 
I don't have any podcast recommendations or YouTube recommendations. Uh, I will tell you, <laughs> listeners, I have been ill today, and uh, so I kind of uh, laid low all day today and just did my Snowpiercer notes uh, to get ready for tonight. So I, I don't have any recommendations. Do you have any recommendations, Daphne, outside of our usual? No, I'm still like staying caught up with Walking Dead cast because mm-hmm. that show's going to be coming to an end, like actual end. And so I've been staying, trying to stay caught up with that. And I was at Fandemic like a week and a half ago. So I really haven't had time to do anything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the the, the usual ones I'll I'll mention because uh, definitely check out Walking Dead cast on on Podcastica, the Podcastica Network. And of course, uh, we'll talk about it later that here on Panels to Pixels, we'll be covering uh, Moon Knight, that they are also... House Podcasting is going to cover Moon Knight and uh, TV Podcast Industries is going to cover Moon Knight. So we'll have multiple uh, people covering the same show. It's going to be interesting to see uh, and hear all everyone's thoughts. I know I'm excited about that. (laughs) I am. I am. We watched the first episode. I watched the first episode today and uh, I really like what they've done with the character and I uh, I'm excited for the rest of the season. I'm kind of mad that it's that, you know, Marvel Disney Plus does this one hour, six ep- six episodes, one hour a piece. So we're only going to have six episodes, but uh, hopefully they'll be good. Yeah, I'm sure they will be. They haven't let us down yet. Not yet. It's all been great. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully you are listening to us on your podcast player of choice, whether that's Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or whatever you use. I, there, I know there's like Doozer or boozer or loser i don't know there's a bunch of podcast players out there deezer okay uh there's a bunch of podcast players out there you can find us search for panels to pixels podcast if there's a chance to give us a rating we would love uh to see that and and uh, we'll give you a shout out if we uh, see those yes you can check out our website at panels to pixels podcast.com all spelled out and right now that uh, website will redirect you to our facebook page which is one of the the easiest ways to get in touch with us and stay in contact, which is just facebook.com slash panels to pixels. We're on Twitter at panels to pixels. That's panels, the number two and pixels. We have an email address, which is panels to pixels one at gmail.com. That's panels to pixels one at gmail.com. The TO is spelled out right in the middle and the number one. So panels to pixels one at gmail.com. You can find us on YouTube if you search for Panels to Pixels podcast. Please subscribe and give us a thumbs up on our episodes. We are on Instagram at Panels to Pixels podcast, all spelled out in letters. It's super long, but you can find us on there on Instagram at Panels to Pixels podcast. All right. You can check out all the other podcasts on the Next Level Podcast Network. We highly recommend them. Wilhelm, The Melting Pat, Podcast Zero, and so much more. Go to nextlevelradioonline.com and check them all out there. And for us, no more Snowpiercer, not until the next season. But uh, you will hear Mark and I covering Moon Knight. Uh, Hopefully that'll be out later this week or beginning of next week. We're supposed to record. uh, This is Wednesday night and we're supposed to record on Friday. So hopefully that will be out uh, Toot sweet. <laughs> I Daphne. am. Okay. So you can hear me on my podcast, Run for Your Lives. Peg and I cover monster movies, creature features, 
some animated films, anything that makes you run for your lives, basically. Um, we're on a little hiatus. However, we have 75 episodes that are already released, so please check them out. I'm also a co-host on the Yellow Jackets podcast. It's called Yellow Jackets WTF, and it's on the Podcastica Network. As I said earlier, uh, Moon Knight, we will be covering Moon Knight right here on Panels 2 Pixels. Uh, can't wait to talk to you all about that and let you know what I thought. With that, I'm Steve. And I'm Daphne. And this was Panels to Pixels, and we will see you on the next panel. Good night. Good night.